Hello and welcome to Tested.com's coverage of CES 2013. It's the third day of CES and this is our nightly live show to recap uh, the things we've seen for today. I'm Norm from Tested and with me, my guest tonight is Nathan Edwards, um, formerly of Maximum PC, a former co-worker, current collaborator, and you're also uh, of The Wire Cutter. Thanks for joining me, Nathan. My pleasure, Norm. Um, see you again. Yeah, thanks. And, uh, we were going to originally have two guests from The Wire Cutter. Brian Lamb, unfortunately, could not make it because he is one of the busiest people uh, we know. You know, we had, a, we had a bet going on whether he would actually make it. And, you had a bet going on. Uh, I had an internal bet going on. I knew this. And I was betting against myself because uh, we all knew Brian, he's hedging. He, I, I saw him today. We talked to him today. Tentative, and yes. he is like, I don't know if I can make it. And I'm like, oh, he's not going to come. There's no way. But Brian, I'm here Brian's, Brian's too cool. But thank you. You're, you're not too cool for us. <laughs> not too yeah. cool for uh, It's actually been um, quite a while since we've been on a, a podcast together. It's been a long time. Yeah. I want to say a couple years. Uh, for At least a couple years. Yeah. Since before you left MaxPC. Yeah. Were we 10? ever? On? I, th I think we were, were on the Maximum PC podcast. You were on the Maximum PC podcast. I was, yeah. I was right? for a long you time. You were allowed to be on, right? I don't know if we were ever on at the same time. Because after Will left, I took a much bigger role in the podcast. And you left, you know. Right, but we, when we were both there, we were both on that podcast. I don't A few remember. times. That it, was it's like been a long time. Literally lifetimes ago. It was a ago. long time ago. Um, we want to do some light housekeeping first. If you're watching this live, um, probably on Tessa.com slash live, let us know. You can ask questions. Let us know over Twitter at Enchan if there are any audio video problems or shouldn't be. We've, I think we've finally fixed all of that stuff. Uh, if you're watching this after the fact, uh, you can find more content from CES at tested.com. We're doing a ton of stories, reports, uh, videos um, from, from the show floor, from meetings. Uh, and of course, uh, Will and Gary are not here. I gotta reiterate this because they have uh, baby responsibilities, um, but they are watching from home following the events. Uh, I don't know if they're missing all that much from the show floor this year? Not that much, I'd say. Yeah, uh, well, well, we'll get to all that stuff first um, in, a little, in a little bit. Uh, but to let people know, we used to work at Maximum PC. Yes. Um, and and how, how long were you there? Uh, I started as an intern in 2007, and I was there steadily until August of this year. Wow. When I moved away. Okay, so you, you went up the ladder at Max PC. You've seen you know, I've seen it all, man. You've seen it all. Many I've generations of core processors. <laughs> you don't want to know how many cases you've seen. Hundreds. It, literally hundreds of cases I've built into. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, and, and so now you, uh, you moved to Texas. I moved to Texas. My wife got a job with Shell um, after her PhD was finished. Awesome. And it was the proverbial offer we couldn't refuse, mm -hmm. so we didn't. So I said, goodbye, Maximum PC, goodbye, Bay Area. I'm a Texan now. Well, it was their loss and our gain. Uh, not just our, because uh, for people who don't know, you actually write for us now. I do. Part, part, partly. Um, you're writing a monthly column about PC building, yes. about you know, new trends in PC building, interesting challenges, because PC building is still awesome. It and is. we've been a little removed from that in a couple of years, kind of always relied on uh, the experts who were still in touch with Lloyd, Lloyd yeah. Case, and stuff like that. And, you know, Keep, want to definitely keep people apprised of what's going on in the PC building community. Uh, you have two columns out right now and a third one coming out soon. Um, yeah, probably in a few weeks. Yeah, people should definitely read them. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Um, and then you're also writing for The Wire Cutter. So I think tonight, yes. you know, we're going to make you the official representative for The I'm Wire the Cutter. Wire Cutter today. Re regardless of what Brian, <laughs> he's not here. Brian isn't here. He can't, he can't say. Himself. 
right? <laughs> you, your, yeah. your words not appear on the wirecutter.com? They do. All right. Yeah. It, it's, it's a wonderful site. So why don't you yeah. let people out there know what, what the wirecutter is? So the idea behind the wirecutter is it's basically doing all the legwork that you would normally do if you're buying something, say, a, if you want to know what's the best razor out there or the best laptop. When you say razor, you mean actual physical actual shaving physical razor, shaving not, razor, not like a razor mouse. No, Okay. shaving razor, or what's the best mouse, or what's the best um, external hard drive. We've got tons of categories, and we're always coming out with more as they make sense to do. Basically, so what we do is we go to everyone, all the experts, basically, um, and we, sit, we ask them, we do the research, we see what they've written, and we, we call them up and ask them personally, and we say, hey, what do you think the best this thing is? And if there aren't experts, we become the experts. We go and do the work. And, right. you know, Seamus spent months, you know, researching raincoats, which meant hiking in the, the fog and rain and standing in his shower with a coat on, you know. And, you know, this guy Kyle spent hours and hours testing office chairs, you know. So it, it started out very much meta reviews, like here's what everyone says, and it's becoming more. And that was here's from practical, yeah. practicality standpoint. Yeah, it's to, not to build it up, right. It's, I mean, yeah. you know, laptop mag and notebook check. They yeah. they've done and, and, and they've done all the testing already yeah. on on those products. It doesn't make sense to either redo those when you can trust them. I mean, yeah. for you and me, you know, even if we weren't doing these things. We would be visiting those sites and reading the forums exactly. and, and relying on those that expertise and then getting a informed opinion and then you know making some practical judgments about what we would recommend to friends and family. Yeah, it's basically what we would recommend to friends and family, what we would buy for ourselves, what we recommend you get. We've just done all the legwork. Um, and so, was, so specifically, what have you done for the wirecutter so far? What's your what are your beats? Uh, so far, I have. Updated. I've taken over laptops. Basically, mm. I haven't. I've only done. So I've done from scratch one of our stories, which is the best convertible uh, notebook. Mm -hmm. Happens to be the Lenovo Yoga 13, yep. which Norm has it right I'm over there. Using it right now. It's, it's, may or it's, may not be on camera. Yep. Um, and I have done the best Android phones on every carrier as of November. Um, and I've updated all the laptop stuff, and I collaborated on. We did a big post on emergency gear right after Sandy. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And we did a big like Black Friday gift uh, yeah. guide and a gift guide. So. Yeah. Awesome. So let's go like you know because I'm really interested in knowing like you know not only the philosophy of what the site's about, but how you go about the actual research. Um, I mean, Wes, who also writes for Tested, also yes. writes for Wirecutter. There's a lot of overlap. Yes, exactly. It, it just makes sense. Um, yeah. For example, when you were doing research for uh, the convertible laptops, what, 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 what places did you go? You know, what was your game plan for doing that research? Well, the game plan was, like you'd expect, I went to Laptop Mag, I went to Notebook Check, I went to CNET, I went to PC World, I mm -hmm. went to PC Mag. Reviewers I trust, reviewers I know. Um, so that was the beginning, just seeing what they've said about and just seeing what the state of things That pointed were. you in the right direction and gave yeah. you a starting point for your own research. Exactly, yeah. So I researched all them, um, looked around, saw what was coming out, saw, you know, went to see if anyone had said anything about it. And basically what people seemed to be saying was that the Yoga 13 was the best of what's out there. Okay. So I called up Lenovo and I got them to send me one because uh, yes. especially what we want to do now is... We, we don't want to recommend something we haven't tested. Absolutely. If it's at or all use. feasible yeah, to, to use ourselves. So Brian mm -hmm. and I each got one in, and we used it, and we're like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty good. It is pretty good. Yes. 
Uh, convertibles, like hybrids, are still a very new category. Mm-hmm. It is the best. Well, ones. it's com- coming back as a new category. Well, yeah, a, a, a Windows ca- 8 convertibles with new in, new hybrids, interest yes. in. It is it, like how the iPad was not the first tablet, but it's when tablets actually took off. They sure. stuck. They they'd been tried before. They didn't really work. Yeah. The iPad made everyone want it because it was the first good implementation. And now with Windows 8, Microsoft is real serious about touch. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so this is this is when I think convertibles. We get are, the feeling. Obviously, we don't know. You know, yeah. a year from now, it's here from now, whether people will be buying convertibles and whether yeah. OEMs will be making them. But there's just a strong sense, both in you know, both in what people are reviewers are saying, and both in our actual using of these convertibles, that this time there's something there that clicks, and yeah. it, it's something that we can see going forward. People actually will like and yeah. adopt. Now, I think, as with many other products, most of them are going to suck. Yeah. Most of them are going to suck, but I think there are going... Why, why, why do you think that is? Half-acidry. Right now, people don't know... Manufacturers don't know how people are going to use convertibles. Are they going to use them more like tablets? Are they going to mm-hmm. use them more like laptops? And so they've got such a wide array of things. You've got hinges, just regular laptops with hinges that fold all the way back. Yep. You've got tablets that snap into docks. You've got tablets... That, that flip around. Yeah, right. that twist. You're um, basically describing Lenovo's lineup. Yes. Minus the, the Dell one that Lenovo, to, yeah. Oh, and, you know, Asus has one that has a screen on each side of the, yeah. which is ridiculous. But I think it's ridiculous. But people are just trying everything because, and I think part of the thing is, this has been a big push by Microsoft. It wasn't really the natural evolution of where laptops were going. You don't, you don't think so? I mean, well, laptops as a form factor have been around for decades. Yes. Um, the idea of the collapsing a keyboard, having a screen and keyboard, and, and what's changed is you know, where the hardware sits yeah. in, that, in that foldable design, you know, whether the, har- the hardware is underneath the keyboard or behind the screen. The yeah, behind exactly. The screen, yeah. um, and you, so you, was that perfect and then didn't, like, there was no natural evolution past that? No, um, there was, it's, it's the, the, the fact that Metro, the touch um, interface in Windows 8, the window, that interface is so touch-oriented, and Microsoft is really pushing that. And so people are, the, the manufacturers are rising to meet that demand. F- right now, it's mostly from Microsoft. And it is, it is a fact that Windows 8 is better with the touchscreen. At least the Metro interface in yeah, Windows yeah, 8 yeah. is much better with the touchscreen. Yeah, I, I think, uh, Whereas and like, it all goes back to smartphones and tablets and the idea oh, yeah, that you yeah. know, five years ago, we weren't really using touch, and no. we, capacitive touchscreens got cheap, and the processors got faster, yes. so that they they actually worked as opposed to having a resistive touchscreen. And people realize, you know, at least on t- on phones, you know, starting with the iPhone and yeah. moving with Android phones, touch as an interface, as a natural interface, as an interface felt natural. Yes, and it's something that people understood immediately and readily adopted. Yes, and so you know, manufacturers said, why not put that everywhere? And so they put it in refrigerators, you know, they, they've put yeah. touch in, in cameras and, and touch Power on laptops as, uh, as we see now. Yeah. Windows 8 is kind of like a hybrid OS. You know, there's a desktop mode, there's the start screen, which is more, yeah. you know, more suitable for a, a tablet-like form factor. And it, when you talk about a notebook, um, then the convertible just makes sense. Yes. And yeah, so, so as touch has become more of a part of our lives, Making it into laptops does make sense, and that's what Microsoft is pushing towards. And that, that is, I think, where we're going. Obviously right, and, not and an Apple product. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's a good point. Apple 
does not have touch on their screens. They do not. And, uh, well, on their MacBooks. Uh, on their MacBook screens, on their laptop yeah. screens, right? Or they, their iMac, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. They don't have touch on their, their own ones. They don't, the only place they have touch is on phone and tablet. And some yeah. people would say that they never will do that because um, they think that the, their trackpad is good enough and you get gestures on the trackpad. Yeah. Um, I find that after using the yoga for so long, every, almost every time I pull up, uh, open my MacBook Air, I want to touch the screen to scroll down a web page, uh, to, to quickly flip, flick down a web page. Um, it's annoying. Like I yeah. really want that to have touch. Uh, it's I don't amazing think, how quickly you get used to it. Yeah, you get, and, and it does really feel natural. I'm never not going to browse the entire web that way. No. Uh, but it, it really complements the way I normally use the internet, which is keyboard, mouse, arrow keys, and yep. then also now flicking, flicking the page. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because Mac OS isn't, isn't ready for it. Uh, and you know, it took Microsoft, I would say maybe Windows 8 desktop isn't really ready for it. It kind of works in some parts of Windows 8 desktop, yeah. but a lot of the UI elements are resizing windows, clicking yeah. the small buttons in the top right-hand corner. Not perfect, but the things that do work, scrolling, pinching the zoom in Internet Explorer, Works really well in Google Maps, even on Chrome. In, in Google Maps, even Chrome. Like, that stuff, that's good enough to make touch a, a great complementary interface yes. option. Uh, and I think if Apple were to do it, they would want to have touch integrated way more in, in, in their OS. Yeah. And they are moving towards iOSifying sure. aspects of Mac OS X and, with everything. And they would say in the ways that make sense, and yeah. I would say uh, Launchpad <laughs> d does not... I don't care about Launchpad. That doesn't make sense to me. I think saying Apple will never do touch is dangerous. Saying Apple will never do anything is dangerous because then they go do it. Mm -hmm. um, the iPad. Well, they won't do a notebook or netbook. No, they, they won't, won't do, do a netbook. netbook. But you nobody, know what? Nobody's That's, doing netbooks anymore. But you know, it, it, they'll never do a netbook. But what they did was basically it was semantics. Yeah. They didn't do a a bulky low-powered $300 computer, yeah, they did what they did was a, they, they, they knew that people wanted something ultra-portable, and so they did the MacBook Air. They knew that people wanted something cheap, and so they did you know, the iPad, $500, well, relatively cheap compared yeah. to other computers, um, suitable for those basic tasks. Yeah. So while they never did something that was exactly a netbook, they, they looked at why people like netbooks, and then made products that didn't compromise in the ways that netbooks had to compromise. It's interesting you bring up netbooks. Um, I read a report um, earlier this week. Basically, they said the netbooks have done so much damage to the PC notebook market because it, can, it trained people to expect cheap, crappy notebooks. And so they're not used to paying $1,000 or even $800, or $800, which yeah. is, I think, a very fair price to pay for something like an Ultrabook. Yeah. Yeah, because you can actually watch videos. You can actually have more than four tabs open at once. If you're going to use it every day, you should be prepared to spend some money on it. Yeah. Because the, if you spend like 400 bucks, there's going to be little frustrations that hit you every day. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should overspend on technology, but I don't think you should underspend. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that's kind of what the, it's what I'm all about. And that's kind of, well, it's what the wire cutter is all about too. Appropriate spending, but not, it's not for the 1%. It's not for super, super broke people who really, really can't afford mm -hmm. anything. It's for... No, it's for saying it's for saying what I would get. Yeah, what right. I would get. What I would get. Yeah. That's the, that philosophy and getting a sense to know who you are. Yeah. So that 
when you say what I would get, oh, okay, that that is what Nathan or what Brian would get. Yeah. But maybe that's not exactly the kind of you know user I am. But I can see yeah. where they're coming from. That's why we have. So this is something Brian did. He said the best laptop is the MacBook Air. For the mo- for most mm-hmm. people, it's all the laptop you need. It's well designed. It's small. It's portable. It's light. But we also have five other laptop categories. Sure. Sure. So. Yeah. All, all about being you know throwing yeah. casting a wide net. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about products specifically. Yes. Because we do see a lot of stuff at CS. You came in yesterday. Uh, yeah. It was yesterday Tuesday? Yesterday yes, Tuesday. I, I know. Tuesday. You know. Every day feels like Friday now. Like it's yeah. been the end of a long week. Except it's only been Tuesday and Today's Wednesday. Today's been a long week. <laughs> and yeah, it actually has been exhausted yeah. already. Uh, since we talked about Lenovo a lot, and I know I saw you guys at the Lenovo booth, yeah. um, let's talk about what Lenovo announced at CES and what they have to offer. So uh, we talked about the Yoga 13. Yeah. That was you know, last year's star product. They, they showed it off at last year's CES, came out uh, n- near the end of last year, wonderful convertible, uh, Lenovo 13. And then late last year, they also announced the Lenovo 11. Yeah. That Yoga was, 11. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, when I saw the 11 for the first time, I was really underwhelmed. Um, well, it's a Tegra 3 processor. It's Windows RT, right? It was Windows RT. And I, I was thinking, you know, if I wanted something that ran Windows RT, and I don't. But if I honest, did, I'd get a Surface RT. If I, if I wanted something that ran a Windows RT, and I don't because Windows 8 RT is real slow, you really, you're compromising way too much. It's uh, the bad parts, the half-baked parts of Windows 8 exactly. on a slow processor. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't get the Yoga 11 because it has a fixed keyboard. And the 13 I never use as a dedicated tablet. At least yeah. with the Surface, you can walk around yeah. with it as a tablet. Um, so I was not really interested in that. But at CES this year, they announced that with the 11, they're actually going x86 also. Yeah, they're calling it the 11S. Yes, and yeah. the, the RT version isn't going away. They're still going to sell that uh, because they say, oh, that comes with Office. I guess that's, that's a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I would never... It's got an Office RT. In at this point, yeah. I would never recommend that unless RT got significantly better, unless Microsoft yeah. revamped it and, and, and patched it to hell and, there were, and somehow the Windows Store was flooded with great, great yes. RT apps. The, the biggest weakness is the Windows Store. There's just exactly. not a lot yeah, of good apps. Nothing. But with the 11S... You have the same form factor as the, the 11, yeah. um, but it runs Intel's new ultra-low p- power uh, core processors. It's not, it's not the new Haswell stuff. It's not Haswell. The year, but it is the ultra-low power Ivy Bridge processor. It is. So it's Ivy Bridge, but it's not the full 17-watt implementation. We're talking about like 7-watt uh, Ivy Bridge. I believe it's the 7-watt, yeah. Yeah, so which, which is relatively low. Uh, yeah. Really low. It's it's not, um, so the battery life might be a little different from the ARM version. Maybe instead of expecting, you know, six hours, it'll be like four hours of battery be, life. It should be more than that. I, I've, I've always found that battery life uh, guidelines that laptop makers, you chop off like... Two tw- hours. 20, yeah, chop off yeah. two hours or 20%. Because yeah. maybe, you know, when you get the laptop out of the box and you fully charge it, you might get close to what they say, but six months down the line, when it really matters, your battery is never going to be no. exactly that, that max. So I, I, when they say six hours, I think four to five hours of battery. The cool thing about the 11 also is it's like the, both the uh, 11S and the 11, same price, actually. Oh, yeah? $800. And that's really interesting because the Yoga 13 is $1,000. It starts with $1,000 yeah. for the i3, and, and it obviously scales up, up if you want to get... like I, 13 yeah. or 14 Yeah, if you want the full i7 yeah. and the, the larger the configuration SSD. I'd get is about $1,200 or $1,100. Yeah, like, like, $1, there's, $1, there's a special Best Buy SKU that's the um, 
has double the RAM and the Core i5. Oh. And that's really all, uh, all you need. Um, you can actually, and I actually didn't, didn't know this, you can replace the uh, SSD in it. Okay. So if you can, you, know, you can get rid of that 128 and pop in a, a 256 if you yeah. want. Um, the 11 is $200 cheaper as, as a base price, obviously with the i3. Yeah. But I don't think you compromise all that much with this, the reduction in size. I think the reduction in size is actually a benefit. Now the screen, you got to mention the screen. I was about to mention the screen. Uh, is not the same as the one on the 13 inch. No, obviously. the 13 inch is a 1600 by 900 pixel mm -hmm. panel. Yep. And the 11 inch is 1366 by 768. Which that's that's the same as what you're going to get on the MacBook Air 11, for example, right now. Oh, that, the MacBook Air 11. Yeah, yeah, MacBook Air 11 is 1366 by 768. Yeah. Um, but base price, $200 cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and this one starts at 128 gig SSD as opposed to your MacBook Air, which I think. I don't know, do they start at 64 or 128 now? I don't know. I, I, want, to, I want to say MacBook Air is starting at 64. I think they start 64. at 64. Yeah, yeah. At, but it's still $1,000. And of course, it still has a touchscreen, the, the Yoga yeah. 11S. So I, I don't know if the reduction in uh, screen resolution is something that's going to really affect day-to-day uh, -day use. Um, obviously, high resolution is better. Uh, but for an 11-inch screen, that resolution, I, I've been comfortable with that with my MacBook Air. Yeah. Uh, and I think I would be comfortable with that on the 11S as well. The 11S is not the 11-inch Lenovo hybrid that I am really excited about. Oh, no, about. no. And I, well, we'll get that <laughs> one second. I want to wrap up the 11S. Okay. Um, it's a few more details. So that one starts at 4 gigs of RAM, goes to, to 8 gigs. Yeah. Again, 120 gigs of storage. And I think Lenovo, I asked them about the... Um, there's partition problems, and they're 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 well aware okay, of good. the Have problem. Have you repartitioned that one? Yes, yes, okay. definitely. I do not need 32 gigs of recovery. backup yeah. of, of of recovery. No, de yeah. definitely not. Um, the 11 actually 11 S is actually a little thicker than the, the 13. It's uh, thicker. It's a little thicker. Put them by next to each other. I guess because when you have the smaller footprint, it's a little uh, denser. Oh, and yeah. the weight, it's it's gonna be lighter, and so really the, the reduction in uh, weight. Is uh, is what's uh, it's not that much lighter though. I held them both, it's not about that a half much lighter, lighter, but half pound lighter and reduction footprint in my bag. That's gonna matter because I'm gonna carry that and you know, an iPad. And I, I could really see myself switching from the 13 to the 11 just because I'm, I'm so I just want something that's super light. Yeah. That's, a, that's a huge priority for me. If you want super light though, I mean, yeah, yeah, if you want a really light if, laptop and you want to stay in the PC ecosystem, what what. What are you gonna get? Because you know, with Ultrabooks, Intel, in, the Intel spec for Ultrabooks requires uh, a maximum, a ceiling for thickness. Yeah. And that will obviously, uh, when you add a touchscreen, the ceiling uh, is a little, th uh, yeah. a, a little more generous. But there is no requirement for weight for Ultrabooks. That's true. Uh, which is, I think, a little silly because you know, weight is is an important factor. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you wanted something really thin or really light uh, for in you know a window Windows laptop, what would you get? You know they're not they're, known for that. They're being they're light. not. They're not that light. No, like yeah. three pounds is about the lightest you can get in a in a decent like thirteen inch. Yeah, and and you know what? Some of those are maybe not even running core processors. Yeah, they and, could and be running the, the newest Atom. Yeah, like and, the well built yes. ones are going to be a little heavier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think plastic's okay. Yeah, depends. Yeah, I'm just so know. used to the MacBook Air. I don't know if you've used the MacBook Air. A little uh, bit. I'm 
came from Maximum PC. Yeah, I, I know. It's, 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 a, it's a slow Still, transition. Yeah. Open your eyes a, a little bit. I know Gordon, Gordon hates it, and we'll talk about seeing Gordon uh, yeah. yesterday. Uh, but the MacBook, that 11-inch one, it, it's a full Core i5, you know, i7, and it's just so light. Yeah, I think that matters a lot, especially for people who travel or walking the convention floor or who just have a shoulder bag, as is the fashion, on, on one shoulder. I know Wes prefers the, the backpack uh, because it is less draining on his shoulders. Um, it's more ergonomic, it's true. But kind of dorky looking. Kind of dorky looking. Yeah. You could have been on the show, Wes. I know, but you, you have work to do. Okay, so let's talk about the other. Uh, Lenovo laptop hybrid that thing everyone is really excited about uh, from CES. That is the Helix. It's a ThinkPad series, it not is. an IdeaPad. So this is for yeah. the more uh, professional user, the business yeah. user. Um, now the ThinkPads, like the X300s, were, were great. The first, like real thin and lights. Yeah. And they've kind of reset the ThinkPad, you know, with the X1, the Carbon, yeah. and not really had one that was super portable. Um, now the Helix. Is made to be super portable. It is, and it's it's interesting. It's a it's if the if the, the yoga is like eighty percent laptop, twenty percent tablet. This is more fifty fifty, I think. Well, it, almost perfectly fifty fifty because you can detach them. Yeah. So, so this is a uh, is it eleven inch. Eleven point six inch. Yeah, eleven point six inch. I'm gonna call it tablet first. Yeah. Laptop second, just like the Lenovo. I really reiterate it is. Laptop first, tablet elements second. Way right? back in the Way back. back. I'd never yeah. use it as a tablet. No, me neither. You know, the, the Helix is primarily a tablet because the keyboard is not fixed. Yeah. Um, and it is snap an, it off. Well, not snap it off, but you can right, detach it. Right. It is uh, an x86 tablet. It is. It is full core i5, i7. Running the full 17 watts. Yeah. No, no power compromises. It is basically what you would expect from a ThinkPad but in a 1.8 pound chassis tablet yeah. form factor. And it's 1080p. It's and actually it's higher res than the X1 Carbon. Yep. And it's higher res than the, the Yoga 13. Yeah, so it's nearest competitor, um, if you think about it. There are actually a, a couple of these right now. It's the Microsoft Surface Pro. Yeah. It goes right against the Surface Pro. It's going to get the Surface Pro's lunch, I think. Well, in terms of performance, yeah. uh, not in terms of price. Surface Pro There's is probably launching, rub, yeah. launching around $1,000, at least yeah. you know, Microsoft says, along the lines of Ultrabook pricing. It's probably um, yeah. 1000 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Helix starts at 1500 I know. Hurts so a little it, bit. It's, a, it's a very, it's a, it's a luxury, a luxury laptop. However, the cool thing about it is, unlike the, you know, the touch cover and the type cover for the Surface, they're pretty good. I was surprised, compared to my expectations, the they were the touch more rigid than I good. would expect. It was better. My, the typing experience was better. However, Lenovo is known for their ThinkPad keyboards. Of course, yeah. And the keyboard on the um, the Helix, the Helix, is interesting for a couple reasons. One, it's like a you know, it's a chiclet style. It's actual mechanical, key, not mechanical keyboard, but it's just you know, it's, all, it's all, a physical all, keyboard. Yes, it's a physical keyboard, and um, you, when you dock the Helix to the keyboard. It's almost indistinguishable from a ThinkPad, a really thin ThinkPad yeah. laptop. Now, it's, it's stylistically, it's about 2006, 2007 era. It's not the sleekest and most motive, like, thing. I, For the business user, that's not no, too it's important. Not, it's not it, that important. It has some beveled edges, which I like. Yeah. Um, 
the hinge is fantastic. The, the, the adapting mechanism. I think yeah. they use some anodized uh, metal on the, on the side, uh, yeah. but it's really rigid. The keyboard part, unlike the touch type keyboard, touch yeah. keyboard, uh, it's not something I would consider like uh, the tablet cover. It is no, a full it's, rigid. It's the bottom half of a laptop. It, right, really, it, it, it's not something you're gonna throw in your bag and be elegant in your bag and, yeah. and be collapsible. Um, but there's an extra battery in there. It is, yeah. And the interesting thing, the so with the tablet part of it, it's got about a six hour battery life, they told us. So we'll read that to be yeah, like five, five hours. Yeah, four to five. Um, and the keyboard has another battery in it. And so that adds, they say it adds another four hours of battery life. Smart thing is, if if the key if you've been using the tablet and it's running low on battery, you dock it. The first thing the keyboard battery does is it'll top off the tablet battery. Yeah, so it'll still be using the power from the tablet portion. Yeah, but it'll think it's plugged into a wall because yeah. it's the same it's the same port. So it'll so be charging. It'll be charging. Yeah. The keyboard acts as a charger and yeah. it'll drain that first. The, the keyboard does have it's got the little touch nipple. The uh, it has a nub. The ThinkPad nub. Yes. The nub. Oh, they're, I'm glad. I'm so glad they're not abandoning the nub. No. Yeah. Um, so 1080p screen, which is it looked really good. It looked really good. It, of course, it's touch. There's also a digitizer. Yes. There's a digitizer pen. pen. So which is why this is really going head to head against the Surface Pro. Yeah. Um, and also there's not only can you um, slot the the uh, the tablet part in to the keyboard in, in your traditional laptop position. Uh, it doesn't flip all the way around like the no. Yoga. You actually can just flip it, the tablet part, flip it around to use it in a stand position. Yeah, so you can, you can just dock it backwards. Basically. Dock it backwards uh, so when you put it on your lap and you use it as like like a laptop stand, you know, it's in a rigid pose and what's on your lap isn't keys. It's just the bottom of that yeah. laptop. Um, and like we said earlier, it is a full ThinkPad class computer with a full Core i7 yeah. processor, up to a Core i7 processor, uh, you know, 120 gig storage, up to 256, so. eight gigs of RAM, all that jazz. I, I imagine if you max it out, it'll be uh, near like $2,000. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm really interested in testing that against the Surface Pro. Yeah, um, absolutely. Surface Pro, better. it's more designy. It looks better, it looks cooler, but I think the for business users and for people who mm -hmm. really just need like it has the potential to be a better like actual convergence device the, yeah um, the, the helix does than the surface pro and it all it, all, it is all about uh the mindset of what you expect when you pick up something when you're using yes. something uh the helix at 1.8 pounds and with the keyboard it's a little under i think that one's 1.9 pounds the keyboard so when you combine yeah. it's a little under four pounds um it's heavier than an ipad sure it's dense yeah, yeah. It, and it feels dense but the weight distribution isn't so much that the you know the you screen's gonna pop up the keyboard. The yeah, you, do, you definitely don't need a kickstand. Uh, the Surface feels heavy because the touch keyboard and the type yeah. covers are so light. Yeah. And so it always feels like it wants to fall back and that's why it does need that kickstand. So philosophically, uh, they're very they're different, different yeah. in terms of how you can use that. I, I think I can use the Helix on my lap as a laptop. I, I've tried using the Surface RT with the touch cover and type cover on my lap and it's not pleasant. Yeah. It's usable. But it's not enjoyable. Yeah, which is it goes a long way. Um, so that's something to look out for. The Helix that'll be available. They told me Q one. Q one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually coming out soon. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, Lenovo had a couple other things, but I want to touch on uh, an interesting product, the the Horizon. Did you see that? I did see that. That is not my most exciting thing. We haven't talked about yet from them. I think. But you know, it's the Think Center Horizon. I would say it's not their best. Like, it's not the product that's the most potential, uh, but I think is the 
product that uh, is the most that they're experimenting with. It's yeah. something that actually, it's the most risky product. It's bold. And, and because it's bold, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and what it is, is it's an all-in-one PC that you also can push flat and use as a, a, a tabletop yeah. touch device, uh, like Microsoft Surface. The original Surface, the which original is now called Surface. something else. Yeah. Um, so, but it's not like projector based, it's just a, a big LCD yeah. screen. Uh, it's not, technically it's not very impressive. I mean, it's a 27 inch display, uh, but it's only running 1080p. Yeah. So it's, it's not gonna be like your, your uh, 2560 by 1440, 27 inch monitors. Can, can never go back from that. No, can never exactly. Can never go back from that, it's so good. And you notice the, that low pixel density even more because when this idea center, think, think center, idea center, think center, the horizon, the horizon, the horizon. When it's flat on a table, and you're close up to it, when you're touching it, you're you see the screen more. You're using you're, yeah. it more so than an all-in-one that's just in front of you. Yeah. Um, but they did the interesting thing is that they developed their own uh, front end for yeah. the, the table for so when it's lying flat. Yeah. When it's lying flat, it's automatically Aura, I think. Yeah, switches to this Aura interface, and it was it's very much like the Surface tech demo, yeah, where you can drop in photos, yeah, videos. expand them, play videos, uh, you can play four-player games and have little capacitive accessories. Yeah. Um, we saw dice. Yeah, there's like a, a smart die that you can actually, actually needs to like sync with like a USB dongle, yeah. and you can play Monopoly on your, you know, your well, kitchen counter. Well, they don't have for Monopoly. No, no, no die for, for, for Monopoly. Or do they? No, they didn't, they didn't show me. Monopoly. They didn't show. They showed some other. They showed like, me like some Mario. Party yeah, some 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 kid game. Yeah. Um, and you know you can put in a USB key or an SD card, and then it'll automatically load your photos uh, in a like nice interface, very you know minority report like. Right. Um, I don't know if that's going to be something that people families will use really. No. Yeah. No. They're, nobody's going to buy it. Well, you know, no, you buy it as an all-in-one. And which, like, okay, that, that's why you can't dismiss it wholeheartedly, like, right up front, because just like the yoga, no one's going to use it as a tablet. You've got to think of it first as a laptop, but then it can also be used in these different ways. You have to think of the Horizon, I think, as an all-in-one, and Lenovo sells plenty of all-in-ones. That's true. Um, but this one does not have a stand uh, and does not have the processor on a separate base unit. It's all in the monitor. Yeah. And here's the thing, it also runs on battery. Not for very long, but it does. Two hours. Two yeah. hours yeah. So you know what, really an hour and a half. Yeah. Runs for an hour and a half on battery, but so you can lug this 17 pound thing you know, from, from the office. If the kids want to play their games, right, you can then put it down on, on the living room um, table or, yeah. or your coffee table and, and play something with the family. So something interesting they're trying out. It is interesting. And I'm glad that they're doing it. Yeah, and, and you can actually, you can imagine the ways that this could be appealing to people like us um, as a shared second screen experience. Like, so last year we yeah. saw uh, companies, uh, a company that had made a, a tabletop gaming uh, display, yeah. right? It, it wasn't a big display, but they had smart sensors in there that would recognize you know, different units. And you could play like Dungeons and Dragons light games um, on, on a digital screen. Yeah. You could imagine the horizon with the later revisions you know, with, with, because they have like the smart die, uh, being able to support something like that. Yeah, actually that's the first thing, when I, as soon as I saw the smart die, I'm like, now if they had a D20, exactly. they'd sell this thing like hotcakes. Yeah. So, you know, you can, you can say that in its current implementation, uh, not appealing to us, but the fact that they're trying it. It has potential. It, ha it definitely has potential. Yeah. Uh, not only in like really cool games, like if you, 
so digital interactive games with multiple people around a, a coffee table and, and a big screen, but also using it as a second screen. Yeah. Which is something they're actually actively not doing. And I, I told Lenovo, you have to do this. You, you have to make this a, a cool second screen experience. If they partnered with like Wizards of the Coast or Paizo or somebody, they could sell, like, get a suite of, you know, open D20 style stuff or mm -hmm. like, like open table, not the, not the restaurant thing, but like the, 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 or virtual table. They could sell them to game stores. Yeah. Like my local game store, they've got mm -hmm. all these tables you can play Dungeons and Dragons or Magic on. If they had, some, if they had a few of these, if, if there was good software for them, mm -hmm. make some money. Well, it's, it's running Windows, so anyone yeah. can make the software. True. And, and, you, board, game, should, and board game geeks, you know, the, they, they love this, these type of new digital interfaces. Yeah. But like the second screen experience, though, I imagine my housemates and I are watching something on TV, Game of Thrones or something, and as opposed to all of us you know, on our iPhones or iPads as a second screen, having a shared giant second screen on, on the coffee table and then getting that information on that. But then you've... The thing is, everyone's already got smartphones and tablets. Sure, and people like being buried in those smartphones and they tablets. They do, but, uh, you know, hey, hey, hey. So maybe, maybe it's a third screen. If you, if so, okay, <laughs> so the, the TV is the first screen, and the, your phone, your, your tweeting on your phone is the second screen, and then IMDb on, on the horizon, on the table, is the third screen. It's, but it, it'll, it'll become like... The, Did you if, get that Samsung survey? Like people a, want more screens. They do want more screens, but, like... You, Remember, like, YouTube parties or, you know, you're at a party, somebody mm -hmm. puts up a YouTube video on the screen, then everyone's like, oh, hey, put this up, put this up. Yeah. You've got the horizon in front of your TV. You're watching TV, and then you're also trying, like, you've got four people looking at the horizon, like, oh, go to this website. Oh, you're looking at IMDb? Ooh, click that link. It, it just needs to be, I, I think all these devices just need to have better integration. So yeah. right now, the TV and your tablet has terrible integration. Something yeah. like Smart Glass tries to fix that, but it's terrible. Like yeah. AirPlay is kind of an integration, but there, it, it's a one-way communication. Yeah. Like you're replacing what's on your TV with what's on your phone, you're just sending it there. Yeah. Um, if the TV and the phone and whatever a third screen might be has shared information and is smart enough to show different things when you need it, um, it could be cool. Yeah, not as a not as a primary use for it. It's obviously. not there yet, but yeah. it could be cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that was the Horizon. We talked about the Helix. Talked about the Yoga 11s. Um, did you see the Mondo spider outside? I saw it. It was dormant. Dormant. It was not being used. Did you ride it? I heard you rode it. I rode it. I rode the or Mondo spider. Did I wore it. Or out. Did you drive? I drove it. You drive. You drive. You, you commandeer. You commandeer the Mondo Spider. Commands yeah. Um, so for people who don't know, the, the Mondo Spider, uh, Lenovo has kind of had always had these interesting partnerships with people who are makers. Like I think at last year's CS, they had like Storm Chasers, uh, right, outside their booth. And this year they had these these maker guys from Vancouver. Um, they have run their own little hacker space, maker space, yeah. and they build these giant machines. And so there's like a giant robot snake that you can control with this really cool joystick. And it kind of it's rumbles and slithers around. It's like 50 feet long. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Like it's like that thing in Gears of War. Like, you know, that, that terrifying snake that you have to shoot only its tail to, to kill it. Wes knows what I'm talking about. It's I like I fought that guy in Zelda. It's too. like that, but in real life. Uh, they also have this thing called the Mondo Spider, which they built in 2006. And it is a eight-legged walking machine. Yeah. Um, that you can sit in. It's, it's like 1,600 pounds, and now it's all electric, which is really cool. Uh -huh. uh, it used to be gas-powered. Much and, Yeah, and, and they plug it into the wall, charge it for a couple hours, and you can actually 
walk walk it. It is awesome. Um, we'll, we'll have some video. You feel super villainous. Uh, yeah, I feel like because it rumbles as you're yeah. walking. Like as you're walking, you can feel it like inching forward, yeah. leg leg by leg, and it's almost like crazy climber the controls where you gotta like you know move them forward and back yeah. to sticks. Um, and I felt like I could walk over every, anything. I'm, I'm sure if you it probably like probably couldn't have. It probably couldn't have. I think if like it bumped into a wall, it just would have like. No, just yeah. been stuck there. Could not go upstairs. For no, example. no, no, no. The, the, yeah, not even the. No, you know. No, but it, it definitely was very cool to drive it. Yeah. Um, we talked about the Helix and another product that's kind of like the Helix, because uh, you know, you know, when uh, Microsoft announced Windows Eight, uh, their test units were the Samsungs, the Samsung yeah. uh, Series Seven. Uh, they were tablets. They're x eighty six tablets. Yeah, kind of bulky. They had fans, and those are the developer kits, right? Yeah. The, and you could argue that the Surface Pro is like the the perfect version of that. Yeah. The ideal version of that. Ideal, yeah. Right. Um, and the Helix is an even better improvement of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of having x86 hardware behind a tablet screen. Yeah. Running something that can that looks like a tablet in Windows 8 start screen, but also having desktop at x86. Yeah. Razer also has something like that this year. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Edge, I believe. The Razer Edge. Yes. Um, so were you here at CS last year? Uh, when they debuted Project Fiona. Project Fiona. So yes. Project Fiona was, uh, to, to, uh, to give you a recap, it was an X86 gaming tablet, but with two analog stick controls kind of mounted on the side. Yeah. Yeah, Looks gripped like a... on the side uh, with two mount points yeah. fixed. And um, it was interesting because with that wide grip, um, it, it made the device feel a little lighter than it actually was. It was kind of heavy. Um, and then it was like an Xbox controller. So yeah. as opposed to having an Xbox controller plugged into a tablet, right. the controls are just at its side. And they're demoing like uh, the Warhammer uh, game last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the like, Space Marine? Uh, yeah, Space Marine. A third, yeah. you know, third-person shooter, which works perfectly with something like Xbox controls. Yeah. Um, that was never going to be a real product. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think people realize there's no re- no no way you're going to spend a thousand dollars, thousand dollars plus, on something that just does that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Steam Big Picture Mode is out now. Yeah. So these kind of gaming tablets make a little more sense. It's the controller oriented. Yeah. So Razer did some polling and did some you know R and D, and they they what they ended up doing with the Edge is having an x86 tablet, much like the Helix. Yeah, and it does run Windows 8. Yeah, and mu- much like the Surface Pro, runs full Windows 8, has discrete graphics. So there's NVID- an NVIDIA, I believe, 540M uh, chipset in there, so that can actually play some games. Yeah. Um, but also have those Fiona controls now as a separate accessory. Yeah, they're removable. They're removable. You can, you can buy just the tablet, Mm-hmm. And you can use it'll be just like a Samsung series that series seven, um, or you can buy it with uh, the Fiona type, con- type controls, uh, which you kind of it's like a case that you kind of mount it in. Yeah, um, it's not an extra battery. There is a, com- a, a space for an extra battery, but you got to buy that battery separately. Uh, yeah. So, so the, the pricing also it's, it's I, I don't think it's going to succeed because of the pricing. Um, the tablet itself starts at a thousand dollars. So it's like Surface Pro, but you're talking about discrete graphics, yeah. full x86. It's it's the new um, you know Intel low wattage processors. Sure. Uh, how much do you think the Fiona controls are? Oh, how gosh. much would you pay for how much do you pay for an Xbox 360 controller? 
That's like 50 bucks? 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Now? 30 bucks for an Xbox 360 controller. I mean, at least on Amazon. 30, 35 yeah. bucks. Okay. This is, this is going to be way more expensive. Ooh. How would I really scuttle Project, Project Edge? 200 bucks. $250. Holy cats. $250 for that, and it doesn't Holy include cats. extra battery. That's another oh, 70 bucks. That's just kind of insulting. Yeah. So that's way overpriced. Uh, not, it, it's asking a lot it, for an unproven concept. Overpriced is very subjective. It yeah. was probably very expensive. Asking a lot is a better... It's, it's asking a lot a for people to take a gamble with an yeah. interface that is unproven. Um, but yeah. what I love about Razer is that they're willing to actually try this yeah, stuff. Try. It seems like they don't care. Like their CEO, Min, who they say is their chief gamer, it, he's like the weird, some bizarro Steve Jobs like character. <laughs> you know, he loves PC gaming, and Razer, they make great keyboards and mice, yeah. and sometimes great headphones. Sometimes. But they can do all these weird products too. Yeah. They can have that Razer blade, they can do things like Project Fiona. And, and they can do things like the Razer Edge, which may or may not fail, or may or may not succeed, but at least they did it and made it a tangible product. Yeah. They and you know, like, like the Hydra, you know, yeah. like the, the Hydra um, the interface. Yeah. Right? And because you can, you can say to someone, okay, I'm, I'm a big PC gamer, I, I kind of want to experiment with this idea of having uh, a tablet, you know, with controls on the side, and someone will just dismiss you, just say, that's, that's a stupid idea. But... I think being dismissive is silly because you never know unless you actually put yeah. your hands on it. And they're actually making it so you can have that discussion, so you can experiment with new forms. I wonder how many internals from unsold Hydras they're uh, using. In you know, the, at their the booth, they actually had some Hydras up on, on other yeah. shelves. So I, I, uh, Neil Stevenson has that sword fighting game, uh, yeah. PC game he kickstarted. It's kickstarter, going to yeah. use the Hydra controller. Oh, really? See, yeah. there you go. See, it, it finds these little niche audiences. Yeah. And, you know, they, they always release the SDKs. So you yeah. can like program whether it's the Hydra or the OLED, um, the keyboard on the or the screen on the Razer Blade laptop, oh, yeah, yeah. right? So even if they never find a big audience, you know some people will find interesting uses, and at least yeah. they're making the hardware. That's and that's, that's yeah, it's admirable, essence, right? That's the essence of like what is great about PCs, and why Maximum PC we championed that sort of. Sort of fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, they're professional Hacking, hackers tinkering, and they're backed by a, a medium-sized company that has yeah. the funds to actually to actually do that. Yeah. So good for them, and we'll look for for the Razor Edge uh, later this year. Yeah. Um, but definitely asking a lot. I did play it with one of their um, controllers plugged into it. Not, yeah. So not the not the uh, side grip thing, okay. But just just they had a standard Razor 360 alike controller yes. plugged yes. into it. And it was playing, it looked like one of the, it's like... The, the three games they're playing are Dishonored, Grid, and Civ Five. It Those must are have their been Grid, because it was like dirt, but more yes, destruction it, it, yeah, derby -y. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Yeah, no, it and ran, honestly, and we looked at the settings, running medium to high settings. Um, it, ran, it ran well. Yeah, You, you couldn't notice a lot of frames dropping. Um, if you're playing it just on the tablet itself, holding the tablet, it gets very warm. And yeah. on the right side is the GPU, on the left side is the CPU, and you can tell that right side gets really, really warm. So, that makes they, sense. They, which is why they want you to grip it on yeah. the side. Yeah. Now, um, I'm glad that it's Windows because so many there's so many games. If it had been Android based or you know, you know, what are you going to play? Tegra Zone. Games? Yeah. Exactly. No. Whatever. But it, Windows based. 
games. They're all right. there. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's getting Steam everywhere. Yeah. You know, Valve is doing their own Steambox style partnerships, yeah. you know, with XI3 and other people, but Razer's also doing this, and then NVIDIA is doing their own thing, right? It's, yeah. it's building that PC ecosystem. Um, I definitely want to talk to you about two more things. We're, we're going we're gonna to run out of time in a little bit. Uh, let's quickly, before we talk about the coolest thing at CES, okay. we got to talk about the PC build race. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Can, can we talk race. about this? Let's talk about it. Let's just get it all out in the open. You were robbed. You let, were no, robbed. Wait, 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 let's, let's tell the full story. So, all right. um, Tiger Direct, they're like Best Buy, they do retail stores. Yeah. Right? Online they, stores. They, they bought CompUSA. Yeah. And they, they, they've got a website, of course, as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Newegi. For 15 years, um, some years on and off, they've been doing an annual PC race for charity, yes. uh, which is, is awesome. They get about 30 uh, writers from different websites and magazines, and you build a PC as fast as you can for yeah. charity, and the winner gets $10,000 to a charity of their choice, yes. which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we competed in this two years ago. 2011. Last time they did it until this year. They skipped yes. it last year. Now, we got we to really uh, explain to people that it's, it's all sham. It's not when, when you say building a PC and they say, oh my God, this guy broke the record. You build a PC in four minutes. You're not really building a PC. No, you're adding five or six components to a... Five or six at Not the hard most. ones. Not the difficult stuff. The CPUs are in. CPUs in. The, th the, the CPU cooler is there. In. The thermal paste is Motherboard there. Motherboard is in. The power supply is mostly hooked up. It's yeah. routed. It's you know, right. tied in. It's, right. Yeah. All you got to do is plug in RAM, video card, hard drives... 24-pin ATX connector. And, and some part, and some, yeah, they'll, they'll throw things, in yeah. something Graphics tricky. card, you know. So two years ago, we both competed, and I believe I got 12th place. I was and, much lower. And you got much lower because we both got caught up, hung up on the hard drive, uh, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the dock, the to tray. Speak, to speak wonk terms for... There goes our sign. <laughs> By the way, have you noticed we have a sign? I, I have noticed. It's <laughs> very pretty. Um, yeah, they used the Cooler Master 912, and yep. there's their little SSD cage that's just a U-shaped thing yeah. of metal that screws directly into the bottom of the, ca the case. And it was very hard to... That to mount that case. Like yeah, use all your screws. Seconds. All the screws, right. yeah. Um, and if you want, we did a video on this, yeah. uh, which was a lot of movie magic. Uh, you can listen to me because I was mic'd up. I was just cursing that hard drive <laughs> because I was sweating out of both oh, my hands. Man. Will was providing color commentary and I was like, could not get that cage in. But we, we built the PC. Yeah. It was fine. It was awesome. I did a little better than you, but we both got hung up on that you, one. You did one, a couple minutes faster yeah. than me. It was it was pretty significant. Turns out they liked that video a lot, and they played it at their holiday party huh. uh, that year. Yeah, the guy kept mentioning you during right the because build he was this he was year. referencing that video. Um, and this year, I guess there were higher expectations. He was, he was almost taunting me on stage. So we did it again this year. They yes. skipped last year, and this year they I, I want to say it was even simpler because the video card had no power adapter. Yeah, so it was a it straight was, up. Plug, snap that PCI video card in, powered, yeah. and and just screw it in. Yeah. Um, and let's get this all out. You placed third, I did. which is awesome. You got a thousand dollars donated to your charity. Yes. Uh, it was uh, Doctors, Doctors Without, Without Borders. Borders. Awesome. And I got. You said I was robbed. I'll, I'll say your. I'll take. I'll, I'll, I'll accept <laughs> those words. I was robbed. Uh, admittedly, I didn't plug in the optical drive, the power, and the SATA because. Who needs an optical drive these days? The legitimate problem, legitimate error on my part. That's fair. But I after I plug in that power. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and after I, I put everything together, and I think at that point, like ten people had finished. So I yeah. still, I was out of the top ten. We're but, booting up, but yeah, I, I could get to maybe top fifteen, yeah. top fifty percentile. I was it booted to Windows, no errors, 
and I was staring at the leaderboard and I was like, why isn't my score popping up? Why, why aren't I there? And the last time we did, there was a wireless card that we yeah. had to plug in and the antenna was like the last thing you yeah. screw in. Oh, that took me forever. Right. And the idea was that once Windows boots, it sends the wireless signal to the server to let you know yeah. what the build time is. And, then, and I saw a USB dongle on the top of the case and I assumed that was the wireless adapter. Ah, that was the keyboard and mouse. Thanks. I know that now, <laughs> after the fact. It turns out there was an Ethernet, a wired Ethernet. Yes. Not only they put archaic old optical drive technology in this PC, they went back to Ethernet. Wired Ethernet is better than wireless. Oh, it is. It is. It is better For than wireless. For desktop? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. For desktop. My wired Ethernet cable was behind the monitor caught on the back. Uh. This is in, this is, we have video proof of this. We're going to call this out that I stood there for five minutes literally yeah. not knowing why was not logging until the guy came up. Did you plug in the Ethernet? I'm like, oh, well, okay. That was unfortunate. Yeah. Very, very unfortunate. Uh, but congratulations. Thank you. And you know, it's very appropriate because you write our PC building column. I have built so many PCs over the past five years. There you go. It's very appropriate that the mantle is passed on to you, uh, that you, are, you rep PCs for tested, and that, that you placed well in this competition. It was a good feeling. Yeah, Gordon I, was also there taunting both of us. See, Gordon won't compete because he's afraid of what might happen. I think Will won't compete because he's afraid of what might happen. Well, Will won one year, right? He he won on a technicality, ah. uh, and you know what the technicality was. Hmm. Stephen Fung told me this. He won last time, and, and he yeah. he placed. He would have won that year. The Will won. It was also not putting power and SATA on the optical drive. That may be a technicality, but it's legit. You've it's legit. To, it's legit. To, I mean, so I got hung I have, up on the same thing that Stephen and I finished Stephen got fourth, hung up on. but I was third place because mm -hmm. somebody forgot to plug something in. Now you know what? I also got to, I got to, got to, got to reveal something here. No. 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 no this. Is, <laughs> it's it's all the charity's paid it's, for. It's done. It's over. You didn't use every I had all of your screws. Screw. I don't know. You where had it went. an extra thumb screw I don't know where it was that you to go. showed me on stage while holding your giant check and your giant trophy, <laughs> and you just put it in your pocket. I, I didn't know where it was supposed to go. I noticed it after... Scandalous. I noticed it after I had booted up the computer and screwed all the panels in. Up, hey, the graphics card was screwed in. The, and it was single slot. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. Graphics card was screwed in. Side panels were screwed in. I had... That should have gone somewhere. Optical it should have. I don't know where it was supposed to go. The guy checked it over, like the Tiger Direct guy. He came, he took my PC. Incompetence. He, he looked at everything. We're not going to take the money away from the doctors. No, they need that money. Yeah, they have I no had borders. Extra thumb screw. I assume they just gave me an extra one. It happens. Like, okay. there's always an extra one. All right, let, let's part. put it behind us. Are you <laughs> going to compete next year? Uh, maybe. We'll see if I come you to should the should compete CES. next year. Def aim higher. Yeah. yeah. You know, la the first year, uh, 2011, when we did this, you said you were sweating. I was sweating like crazy. Yeah. This year, very calm, oh. very deliberate, very zen about mm. it. I figured I wouldn't win, and I placed much higher than I thought I would. That's great. And yeah. you would have placed higher too if you remember yeah, if the. I internet. remember a couple, a couple of things. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about, and I don't know if you have a chance to see this, but it's, I think it's the best thing of CES this year. Bold move. Uh, and CES is it over yet? No. Um, the Oculus Rift. Uh, Oculus, the Oculus VR. Rift. Have you have you seen this? I have seen i have not used it okay i have seen it uh we actually have our, our video of that coming up um very soon on the site i will watch that. um these are virtual reality goggles yes We're bringing back virtual reality um the idea that you're wearing uh we're basically ski goggles. I mean, they're okay. basically using the same strap as ski goggles it says scott on the side uh but with an lcd monitor 
really close to your eyes, and in between the LCD monitor and your eyes are optics, glass. Okay. They kind of curve, you know, what's what's being displayed on the screen. Okay. Um, unlike something like the you know the Sony, the right. the, the personal HDTV Whatever. monitor, um, porn goggles. Yeah. The, for for watching whatever in your living room. It's not like you're watching a 50-inch TV, 64-inch TV in a, in a display, heads-up display. Yeah. Uh, the image covers almost your entire field of view. Um, and you can actually move your eyes around and see the image and see, see whatever game you're playing. Yeah. So it's stereoscopic 3D, of course. Okay. Uh, plugs into a PC. They're running it with Unreal 3 and Unity engines. Uh, but it's one of those things you really have to put on and see to believe. Uh, I look forward to trying it. It's not perfect. Uh, but it's head tracking, so you can actually you know turn your head around. It's so cool. You're doing things that you never thought you could do without virtual reality. You could look around you, behind you. Yeah. So you imagine that with other virtual reality style uh, equipment, like really good surround sound. You know, like the Hydra. If you had the, yeah. the position tracking with the Hydra, or I think USC is actually doing something with their holodeck program where they're using Oculus Rift type head tracking technology and then also uh, having people walk on a treadmill. So they're actually uh. walking through some type of virtual environment. Um, the head track, their, their big innovation isn't just the head tracking because that's just your standard yeah. accelerometer, gyroscope, and the, 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 uh, the magnet sensor, yeah. um, magnometer. Uh, it's the refresh rate in which they track that the head tracking because when the screen is so close to you, the detail, every everything, every little bit of latency, every little bit of ghosting, uh, yeah. every stutter, you notice it that much more. Yeah, like the the pixelization of the screen. So their their prototypes are 720p, but they're going to shoot for higher resolution. But the head tracking actually samples at a thousand hertz. Okay, so much um, faster than the screen. Much faster than the screen, and they use that overhead. To, to that extra data, because mm -hmm. they don't need yeah. a thousand points of data per second. Uh, they use that to extrapolate other information to give like predictive movement, to compensate for the other points uh, of latency. And so in our video, we walk through all the different points. Like for example, it's two milliseconds for the head tracking because of a thousand hertz. Yeah. You know, rendering the game when the computer takes another 15 seconds. Uh, drawing the pixels in the LCD. Yeah. The, just the pixel refresh goes from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. That's gonna cause some ghosting. So all these little things add up to about, you know, right now about a 50 to 60 uh, millisecond delay. Okay, and they're really noticeable. It's, it's noticeable. like a little bit noticeable. They're targeting 30 milliseconds in the final product. Yeah. And once they get there, um, it's going to be really, really cool. And these guys are really forward-thinking, too. I mean, they're not thinking just keyboard and mouse and wearing these goggles yeah. to play games. They're thinking other ways you can have, you know, interactive controllers. So yeah. whether it's um, some type of uh, peripheral that gets tracked, like the Hydra, some yeah. type of like gun peripheral, or, you know, and, and, and different types of games, whether it's a first-person shooter, which makes sense, or something like a flight simulator, where you're looking around a cockpit. It'd be fun with Minecraft. Yeah, you know, it could be Minecraft, it could be uh, MechWarrior, yes. um, and they're, they're providing best practices for game developers so they know, you know what to compensate for. Because yeah. you can't design a game for these goggles and do your, the same, your standard HUD. Yeah. You know, because that's going to be in the peripheral, and you're not going to see that. Yeah. It needs to be front and center. Um, Interesting. You can't have, you know, flybys. 
Yeah. You, you can't, like, when you die in a deathmatch game, the camera can't pan around your body because that doesn't make sense when you're you seeing your things body, yeah. from the first person's perspective. Yeah. So little things like that. And, you know, these guys are really smart. And you can't it's, even really do, like, third third person. Like, then you're no. looking at the back of your yeah, own head. Yeah, third person just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really for first I, I think for, like, first person RPG, something like a, a Skyrim that would be or fun. Fallout where you actually yes. need to, like, or, or, like, roguelikes where you need to, you know, be aware of your surroundings at all times. Yeah. Every little bit of sensory information helps, you know, it's going to be really, really cool. So it's like day zero for them, you know, still in the early stages. We're getting a, a dev kit in nice. soon, in the next month or two. They're shipping dev kits, and then consumers will get them, like, in, a, in about a year. I look forward to that. Yeah. It'll be really fun. Yeah, you, if you have time to find them, you know, are they on the floor? They are not on the floor. They're, uh, they're in a private room. I don't know. Send them an email. Uh, but it, it's the thing to buzz about the show. You know, 4K TVs are cool. There are many. They do look cool. They do definitely look cool. Many, many problems. And we talked about 4K TVs yesterday and the day before. But okay. the Oculus Rift is, is something that legitimately has that wow factor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I look forward to it. Things you're looking forward to? See us your next day? What best thing you've seen so far? Got to end with that? Best thing I've seen so far. We pretty much covered it. Um, I did see uh, Sony's Xperia Z. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, okay. It's not, it's probably not going to be the best smartphone that comes out next it's year. It's our 1080p Android phone. Yeah, so it's, it's 5 inches, 1080p, really thin. It's about as thin as a, maybe a little thinner than a Nexus 4, thinner than an iPhone 5. Does that still have Sony's proprietary uh, version of Android? Like yes, their of skin. Course. Yep. Of course, it's got their skin. Um, on it. But the, the the music thing says Walkman. You sure, know, sure. The games thing says PSM or yeah. whatever. You know, but the screen looks good. Mm. And, and also, it's very water resistant. It has yeah. it has a it's nano coating, yeah. some liquid pell style coating where um, you can actually drop it in in a bathtub and it'll still work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, looks cool. That was the only interesting Android phone that I've seen that hadn't been shown before somewhere else. Yeah. We're veterans of CES. What, what year is this for you? It's like this is my fourth or fifth Fourth CES. or fifth year. Yeah. yeah. It, do, you th- do you think it's waning? I think it's becoming less about the big announcement and more... They call it the Consumer Electronics Show. It may be about consumers, but it's not for... Consumers. It's for yeah. people making deals about Absolutely. distribution yep. and ODMs and manufacturing and stuff. It's about constant iteration. A lot, a lot becoming, of B2B stuff. And yeah. yeah. There's using that availability, yeah. that, that, that space opportunity yeah. to talk about that stuff. Okay. And it's not, it's not for making big announcements about products that consumers are going to get super wowed about anymore. Because everyone does that on their own now. Microsoft does their own announcements. Apple's done their own announcements for a long time. People don't use CES to make mm-hmm. big announcements. They haven't since 2009, yeah. basically. I mean, Samsung has their own events. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to announce a Galaxy exactly. S4 here. Yeah. They'll do a private event for that. They're no. big enough now. I mean, this, this is interesting for showing trends in what's happening, like yeah. 4K. The little robot's got to go somewhere. Yeah. You know, massage robots that massage your back have to have somewhere to show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah but it, it's, it's changing. I don't know how many more years it'll make sense for us to come. It'll, it'll be sad. The day that, you know, like... Um, Comdex, yeah, or Computex, one of those, the one that used to be in Vegas. Comdex, is, yeah, Comdex, yeah, it'll be sad that it, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to see that day, that day come. Well, I Nathan, think it's far off. yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, Nathan Edwards from the Wirecutter, fantastic. Also tested. Where can people find you on the internet? They can find me. Uh, my website is nathanedwards.net. If you want to see links to stuff that I've posted, I'm also Nedwards on Twitter. Um, 
And that, please give Brian some, some, some shit later. I will give him some yeah. shit later. Yeah. Kind of dinner. Over, yeah. over dinner. I'm sure he's just so taking hungry. a nap right now. He may be. Um, and you'll be able to find us on tested.com. I'm just at nchan on Twitter. We'll have more from CES, the entire show, daily recaps, lots of hands-on videos in the next week or so. Stay tuned, tested.com. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching it live, uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for our final show at CES. It's been a long week. Today's been a long week. Today's been a long week. I like that. Today's been a long (laughs) week. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Always be testing.